welcome to After Service. It is July 21st, and it is maybe one of the most beautiful days of the year from my perspective. Oh, yeah, mid-80s, gorgeous. Didn't feel hot, though, today at all. Not no. to me. No. It's just Not after 113. <laughs> yeah, well, just about anything beats that. I, mm-hmm. I talked to my neighbor about it again today. Just like It's almost a perfect summer day uh today at least from my perspective and uh something funny i think was funny uh occurred uh this week i i um have a a customer from pittsburgh Mm. home of your favorite football team Mm -hmm. um and he sent me a note he was on his back porch after work and he said why did you send all this haze from oregon (laughs) and i'm like i think that's a lie i think you know you saw something on the news saw that we had some fires and just are blaming your own hazy weather on that. And then he sent me the CNN article. That's like the Oregon haze is blown all the way to the East coast, which I had no idea because we don't see any up here because the wind it's down by Hmm. Klamath falls. So it's really on the other side of the mountains and it's blowing East, not North. Interesting. So, yeah. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, are you guys okay? I'm like, I guess that's how blissfully ignorant I am allowed to be that it didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Last year was much scarier for fires. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, our mutual friend, Sean, uh, Mm -hmm. he is, uh, his wife is a, in the air force and, uh, reserves and she, she's preparing to get called up for firefighting Mm -hmm. duty. And just uh, the season. Yep. And she goes away for weeks and sleeps in a tent and fights fires and i'm really grateful and it's one of those things that i don't don't think enough about to be quite honest with you there's a lot of stuff in our world that we don't think about that we're grateful for like when was the last time we thought about our garbage man um when he um left the garbage show up yeah he he dumped everybody else's hey derek good evening sir good evening derek and uh, anybody else online wants to say hello feel free and if you have any questions let us no. Um, now, this one will be a little unique tonight because um, I wasn't there on Sunday. Hey, Jen. Good to see Hi, you. Hi, Jen. Uh, I saw the first 15 minutes of it, though, but I wasn't there. So I'm going to need a bit more groundwork laid for me. Sure. And uh, and just a, just a warning, we're going to hear dogs barking tonight more than usual because we have a, a new dog. And Murphy's still trying to figure out why he's here. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be dealing with that. So I My like dogs it. are fighting over cheese lately. We got these 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 uh, chew toys, you know, sticks. And they're essentially, in fact, they, I'm pretty sure that's what they are, is cheese rinds from like Parmesan cheese, that super hard cheese rind. Oh, they love it. But they fight over it. I mean, actually start to snarl at each other because they happen to have one of them and they want, and the other one wants both of them. So... Yeah, I get that. Like rawhide. <sighs> Dogs get really worked up over rawhide. Yeah, and rawhides. Yeah. yeah. Crazy stuff. Anyways, so, yes. Uh, kind of update you. So, yeah, I wanted to do that anyhow. Um, so this would be a little longer. You know, I, I often try and help people. I hope that you get to learn how to learn the Bible, how to read the Bible through how I preach. And I think I... I want to, I can, I can explain a little bit better how I got to where I got for the sermon 
by just walking through what I did. So I have my Bible out, have my Bible out here. And so what I did is I started off with, I just read the first couple of, okay, what's the next section? Oh, it's the, it's uh, the feeding of the 4,000. Oh, this is interesting. It's uh, nearly exactly like the feeding of the 5,000 with a few interesting differences. Oh, sevens instead of twelves, Gentile. Well, there's some interesting things there. Now that might be preachable, but let's look a little bit further. Oh, the de demand for a sign. Well, that's a kind of a scary phrase. No sign will be given. Huh. Okay, well, maybe we'll just do that. Well, wait a minute. Let me look just a little bit further. And then I read 14 through through the 2021. 20, and I went, oh. Because that section, it is clear that everything is tied together. Because verse 14 and 15 is, you know, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Well, he just talked about the Pharisees. So that connects it. But then he goes on and he's talking about bread, which connects to the one right before it. So it's clearly continuing the same issue. And he goes on and he continues to talk about, you know, this issue of don't you know how many how many did you have 12 how many baskets of broken pieces seven don't you get it are you not blind and wait 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 a minute here can't you hear whoa whoa so he just did a, a story about a deaf man that he healed and he's about to do a story about a blind man this whole section is a unit that it's one single piece. Now, how am I going to preach that? But that's kind of where I went because it's he's he's talking about this central piece of the disciples being unable to hear him, unable to see what's going on, and an extreme example of that is the Pharisees who have been given all these signs and they just they they demand more. But he's like, but I've already given them to you. You're not going to hear them. And then the disciples aren't a whole lot better. And so like, oh, and then you tie that with the with the next section and really the one that we're going to talk about Sunday, about Peter's, Peter's amazing confession. And it all become, it's all centered around, I, I realize, this whole section on being able to see and hear rightly and the disciples can't hear or see well, they can hear or see better than the Pharisees, but they still don't see clearly. They don't hear well, which is just like the blind guy. And it takes Jesus in both the blind guy and the deaf guy's case to do something to heal them, so that enable them to hear, enable them to see. And so thus the question, can you hear? Are we just like them and not being able to hear? And a few things struck me in the 15 minutes that I was able to watch. Uh, one was from De De Deuteronomy, where we yep. are, you know, we are warned about false prophets. And, and so it made me think of kind of the hypervigilance of the Pharisees. Like, mm -hmm. we need to be aware that somebody is going to, you know, pretend to be God and, and, and we're going to need to kill him you know, something to that effect. Something to that effect, yeah. yes. Forgive my uh, my paraphrase there. I, I, but it immediately made me think of how we are 
trained to be skeptics I don't, um, in, in many ways. And then we're also trained to, be, uh, to, to not question in the other way. So, um, you know, so we're, you know, the idea that, oh, what if Jesus came back? Well, he is coming back, but would you know him? You know, what, uh, how, how would you respond to that? And I can see, you should shut up. Yeah, you should shut up. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, I'm very, very well prepared to reject people who claim to be Jesus or a prophet of Jesus modern day because I'm not expecting it. Right. Uh, however, they were expecting somebody to come. Just not the way he was. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and it also makes me think about non-Christians or atheists or whoever who are skeptical that you are never going to be able to give them enough information never. to prove. And, right. and you know, there are some people that work on on that you know c.s lewis it, it if i yeah c.s lewis took the time to study it and came to that conclusion but not because somebody beat him over the head with it mm -hmm. um he got there and and so you know is, is yeah. jesus going to be able to do anything that's going to prove to them that this is in fact true when they're they got their heels dug in so deeply that they're not and their denial right. is so significant right. it's like your 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 demonstration of exasperation, I, oh, mm -hmm. you know. I think about soccer coaches. You know, this is what I want you to kick it to the outside when you're clearing. Don't kick it down the middle. We can practice that all day. Kick it, kick it down the middle. Ah, oh, <laughs> how many times do I have to tell you? Um, yeah. So there were just certain things that, um, for for me, helped me kind of relate to. Um, Jesus' perspective a little bit there. And it's, and I, I don't know if you got to that part, but it, it is amazingly, um, humans are amazingly good at n not coming to the correct conclusion from facts. <laughs> We're really, really good at seeing the facts and either ignoring them or twisting what they mean so that they obviously don't, so that they mean something that it, that it doesn't obviously mean. Well, and it's, if, I'm sorry to interrupt. If, if you ever worked with like, why don't you it's talk okay, some Joe. more? You talk some more. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know. Oh, we lost your mic, Brian. Brian, we lost your mic. There you go. Now it's back. There we go. Yeah, I mean, it, we see that every day, whether it's in politics or cultural discussions or our own personal relationships where we, we, we get this information and we, because of our perspective, because of what our assumptions are, we just come to a conclusion. It's like, where did you come to that conclusion? It's not the facts at all, but we think we're right. And that's just crazy how we do this. Well, it's what eisegesis versus exegesis, you know, um, if I pronounce those right, but you know, mm -hmm, I, you I know what they mean. Uh, but the idea that there's the conclusion I want to come to, and now I'm going to work backwards to that. Um, and, and I've worked with data a lot in my day job. Um, oh, Jesse says the dogs barking are making Chewy and Boba bark. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but um, one of the things that I know about data is that you can take something, 
that is objective and present it in a way to direct people into a certain yep. thought process or whatever. And so yeah. I think a lot of people definitely have the capability of, you know, I see it all the time in my in-laws house, you know, we, we could all be watching the same news and, and to, you know, Vanessa and her dad will come to two distinct conclusions right. about that. Oh, right. Right. And of course the hard part is just, is to who's right. Right. This is the problem. Where, I mean, because we, we all think we're right until we realize we're wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, because exactly. the Pharisees were 100% sure that Jesus could not possibly be the Messiah. There's no way. This is why they were so hostile. It's like they've already come to a conclusion. They're sure they're right. They were wrong. But there's many Jews today who are like, there's no way that Jesus could be the Messiah. He doesn't meet this and this and this criteria. They have certain assumptions. They have certain perspectives that change the way you see something. And we're all prone to this. Yeah. By the way, Jan says hi. Janet. Hi, Jan. Or Jan, I say Janet. Jan Ferens. Yeah. It says yeah, Jan. Jan. But, uh, yeah, Jan. Hey, hey, Jan. This is uh, Milo says hi. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I do that all the time, though. I do that for people, you know, that initial judgment of who they are based on very limited information and don't really leave space for them to demonstrate anything differently. And where I end up going with this is that for myself is that I have to leave enough space in the conversation or the relationship, etc., to get past my own, you know, uh, my, my own initial judgment of people. And there right. are, are, good or bad, there are, you know, people that I'm predisposed to be in favor of, whether, you know, it's appearance or culture or oh, whatever. Right. right? Yeah. We'll be like, oh, this person is going to be like this. And then you are surprised. Right. Uh, and I, I love when my mind can be changed to think, you know, to, to be reoriented in the correct, yeah. in the correct fashion. Um, now the whole yeast thing. Yep. Right. Is th th that's a reference to um, literally to the idea of why because the yeast gets passed between batches of mm -hmm. bread, right? It, mm -hmm. He who's not a baker. And so, if the a little bit of untruth from the Pharisees gets can easily just spread everywhere. Right. 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 Um, I'm not sure. One, if you one comment to what you said, and I want to come back to the yeast thing. You know, because I, I, it just occurred to me. You know how, I mean, the, the, one of the slogans of the 60s or in for many today is question authority. Yeah. Right. How about we, we go question our assumptions, you know, our, our, our presuppositions and perspectives? Because I think that. That would really help with that. Now, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, even just for, for baking, you, you understand a little bit that you have can have a very large piece of dough, and you just put a tiny bit of yeast, and that little bit affects the entire thing. And it's it's just a it's a metaphor on how a small thing can corrupt everything, can can change it in a negative way, and it's generally a negative thing in in scripture. But that's basically what it's getting at. 
Well, it, it, here's what it makes me think of is that in many ways we're, we look for the obviously evil, sinful, wrong. Mm -hmm. We're looking for a black and white comparison. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's most insidious is the thing that is mostly true. Right, but is just a little, yes. but but is just false enough to take you off course. And and we've talked about the whole idea of a compass that if you're not checking something on a regular basis, you only have to be a little bit off course. But over a long period of time, you are lost. You're irretrievably. Yeah. Whereas if irretrievably, you take a, yeah, yeah, if you are, go clearly the wrong direction after a half mile, you're like, oh, there's no way this is right. But you only have to walk back a half mile. And we're seeing that in this. I mean, because it's. It's the people who are the outsiders. It's the people who is the Gentiles. It's the people who who don't know as much who are getting it right with Jesus. And it's the people who should get it right, like the Pharisees who know so much. And now even the, 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 the disciples who really know so much, they're getting it wrong. And as we're going to see this coming week, it's Peter who gets so much right, and yet— he is in danger of being actually the most wrong. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we think about, of course, uh, Judas. He got it so wrong. So it's so being close to the truth can actually be very, very dangerous because you think you got it 100% right, and you may not. It's very dangerous. Yeah. You made me think of something, and now it completely disappeared, and it makes me sad because it felt— it felt really interesting. <laughs> Peter? Was it about no, no, Peter? No, it was before Peter. Um, uh, well, oh, yes. So one of the songs that you just made me think of is, is Humble King a little bit, that when, by approaching this with humility and understanding how little you know, you are much more open to learning something. Right. Uh, you know, sermons where somebody come, oh, yeah, we're going to do, you know, Psalm 23. And, oh, yeah, well, I know that one. I can quote it. When you're not, when you assume that you've got everything, on, you understand everything, you're not receiving any of that truth out of there. Um, right. And that's, I think, as you started talking tonight, you know, you're approaching messages, you know, scriptures that you've read over and over again and trying to look at it from a fresh perspective to be open to what's the truth there. A song mm -hmm. lyric that you had heard a hundred times and then one time you heard a little differently and you realized, oh, wait a minute, that may be, be like right. something different. That um, th there's a pride in thinking that you have it figured out and thinking you understand yeah. it that limits, that blocks you, creates a barrier. I'm, I'm all about wanting to tear down barriers, but hey, I've got, the, I understand this. Yep, I can do something else, and that is so dangerous. Uh, right, you're you're gonna miss something, or um, you're gonna be way off course. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm gonna. And, and and I don't mean this in, in 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 as critically as it sounds, but there's a sense of a little bit of intellectual laziness, you know, in the sense that okay, I've thought through this issue, walked through all these points, I've. I've come to my conclusion. I no longer have to spend mental energy thinking that issue through again. I've already figured it out. I can be done, move on. 
Yeah. And that's, but wait a minute, but what if your conclusion wasn't a hundred percent correct, or maybe there's new information that you don't have that, that, that renders that wrong. It's, there's so many ways that we can get, get ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're all, we're just, I mean, that, that was the whole point of the, of the past of the message was what if we're blind? What are, in fact, the assumption is we are blind yeah. to something. So anything that you, that surprised you as you were looking, looking through that? Um, that's okay. If the answer is no, <laughs> there's two, one thing that I, that, that made me think about, it made me think about a, a, a scripture that I hadn't thought of for a while, which was uh, Romans 12, one and two. Um, it says, and I'm not getting the quote exactly right. Um, if you have God's mercies, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God, and do not be conformed by to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, you 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 want to be you want to be holy, you want to be useful, you want to be transformed. Well, what you need to be is you need to be renewed in your thinking. Okay, and so the point that I that that that's telling me is is. To the, whatever degree that I realize I'm not like Jesus, so if I'm this much, okay, am I a little bit off or am I a lot off from Jesus? A lot, right? Okay, well, that's how much my thinking is wrong. And that brings some humility to me. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, because I we all will go, yeah, we're a, we're a lot long ways from perfect. Well, then your thinking is a long ways from perfect. Because... <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's like uh, people get trapped in the comparison game, you know, where they're like, well, at least I'm better than this person. But, you know, and they look at them, they place themselves above, you know, others. Mm -hmm. And then you bring in Jesus and you go, oh, I mean, is there even really a difference between you two no. compared to Christ? No. So don't, don't place yourself at that level because you're going to, you're wrong. And you're wrong. You're wrong about right. a lot of stuff. Right. And, and that becomes really, you know, humbling to me. And I think that's, I, I love your point of, of the humility piece. Cause I think that's, you know, grace to the humble and you don't get grace if you're not humble, <laughs> you know? And so it's the, what, what, what am I missing? You know, cause, cause especially someone in my position, you know, I feel like there's a lot of it I've got figured out. I have a lot of the answers, but I know how far off I am from Jesus. So what am I blind to? What, 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 what am I not seeing? And it might be just, just the subtle shift in, in a perspective on something that, and it's not data. Sometimes we think what we need to learn is more data. And maybe that's what Jesus's point is with no sign is you have enough data. I'm not going to give you any more signs. You have the data. The problem is, is how you're reading the data. And so, yeah. I, I, here's a question for you as a pastor, you know, because you are in a position of authority as a teacher. And it's not like you haven't experienced people questioning your teaching. <laughs> right. Um I wonder how difficult, I mean, that's already difficult enough when people are like, I don't think you interpreted that the right way and here's why. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, 
obviously not to personalize that, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you need to, you need to, um, operate with a degree of authority because you, you, and you have to have confidence in how you've interpreted something mm -hmm. on the other side of that. You have to have enough humility that you are open to learning things, something new to different perspectives. And that's got to be incredibly challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I don't always fall rightly. You know, I, I, I definitely, there are times that I, uh, I fall on the side of, no, you're just simply wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but honestly, uh, lately it's been far less than people come to me and say I'm wrong, which is not necessarily a good thing, but I wish they would, they, I wish they would come to me, but I wish they would come with the, with the sense of, okay, help me understand what you're thinking. Cause I'm seeing this very differently. And then let's have a conversation together. You know, you think this way, I think this way, maybe one of us is more right than the other. Maybe there's something I need to see that I didn't see. You know, I'd rather have it from that kind of a perspective. But yeah, you're right. I mean, when you get up into the pulpit on a Sunday morning and it's like, God, make up for my frailty. Yeah. You know, because I, I hope I, I got this right. Well, I think what I would find most difficult in that and knowing my own personality and how my insecurities work is um, that I would, you know, get my, I would get myself prepared to, to fight to a certain extent, mm. you know, um, I, I would be like, okay. Uh, but that would be through insecurity as much as anything. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I see, you know, I, I'm really grateful, like in my day job that I have confidence in what I do, that I'm an authority and that I know more than just about anybody that I work with. Uh, and that's not intended to be a boast. I mean, people want to work with no, me because I know more than they do, you know? Yeah. And I get to be wrong sometimes. Uh, and it helps to admit that you're wrong when you have the confidence that you are doing your best to understand what you're yeah. doing. Um, yeah. I feel like the, the, the best way, when I do it the best <clears throat> and like, I'm thinking like a passage, I'm like, okay, they're coming to me and saying, I'm doing it wrong. And I, I have both the humility, enough humility to go, maybe I'm wrong but enough confidence to, to be able to not wither in front of the attack in front of the, 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 um, the challenge. Right. Right. So, okay, let's talk about it. You, you think this, well, but what about that? You think this, well, but what about that? And then you can just come from the attitude of, I, maybe there's something here I need to learn. Maybe there's something I didn't hear. Maybe there's something going on in your life that, that I needed to address that's going on. Maybe there's a nuance that you're going to help me see. But at the same time, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing at least a good portion of it right. Well, you and I have had a few conversations where I've come in and said, here's kind of how I look at this. And you go, oh, that's interesting. 
I don't think that's what they intended. But, you know, and we'll have a conversation and I'll realize, oh, yeah, nope, I was off base or, you know, I was thinking of something else or, you know, uh, and I I just think it's good for all of us to kind of enter in those conversations, you know, with a degree of confidence in our perspective and yet the humility to be corrected. You know, it's yeah, it's that's not easy. I think I, I hope it gets easier for people as they get older <laughs> but uh, if, if nothing else listen for learn for a nuance that you didn't see before or maybe a, a piece of it that's like oh, okay or if or, or or just understanding where they're coming from you know because we're all gonna we all should be interacting with the world about our faith and about other issues and the last thing we need to do is come across as arrogant but we do yeah yeah, I just want to encourage people to find that balance between the confidence in your faith, which is born out of study and, um, uh, you know, closeness to the word and prayer. And when you engage with somebody that you can engage with them with confidence and humility, because that's attractive. Mm -hmm, very. Uh, and that and arrogance is is not attractive, no. even when arrogance is right. I know for my sake, an arrogant person who tries to deliver truth to me, even if I recognize the truth, I will probably reject them. Yeah, because you can't separate the message from the messenger. That's right. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, having a having presenting what you believe and what you think about something without any kind of confidence, it's like, why would you want to believe them at right. all? What do you think of that show? <laughs> it's pretty good. You really think so? Well, I don't know. It's all right. You know, like, like, well, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really like the show. Okay. Why? Well, because of this, 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 and this. Right. And then maybe they can point out, well, but there's this flaw and this flaw. And like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't see all those flaws, but I still appreciated it for this reason and this reason. Right. Okay. Sure. And I guess the, I know I'm watching our time. The only thing else I, I'd want to say is, is, is we do need it just pray for God to give you that humility, pray for God to open your eyes because sometimes it really does take a miracle for someone to, to get through someone that, that is hardened in their perspective on something. Yeah. And you just, God needs to just kind of do a little pixie dust over their head and they go, Oh, okay. I guess I see it now. <laughs> And maybe a little sprinkle of pixie dust over our own heads for the things that we've been blind to exactly, uh, and need to see as well. So exactly. what's uh, what's next week? We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that, the healing of the blind man and just and creep a little bit further forward in, in uh, Peter's confession that you are the Messiah. Yeah. We're still kind of working. We're going to be really slowing down for this little section because there's a lot here. So it's going to be interesting. So similar theme for next week. Excellent. All well, right. I hope everybody uh, who's been on has uh, appreciated what we've discussed. And I'm looking forward to Sunday being back in person. I'm glad. You, I'll be glad to have you back, but I'm, I'm glad you had some time off too. And you'll have a new microphone. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully get it set up right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great night. Appreciate you, too. you all. Take care. Bye.